Hello, and welcome to Polylog, a weekly dialogue that takes a critical look at the policymaker, the politician, and the journalist, because each is critical and each demands criticism. I'm Naomi Soto. I'm back. I'm your co-host and health policy professional based in California. And I'm Brendan Seidel, your other co-host and communications specialist in government, technology, and healthcare. Our goal for Polylog is to look at the policy and the framing of various instances of political journalism. Polylog is our attempt to find, praise, and demand constructive political dialogue. And the big news today, I guess, is that I'm back after four months. Welcome back. I haven't seen you in four months. No, that's not true. I would murder you. (laughs) Yeah, so I just want to just take a quick moment before we talk about our new season, our new structure of the show of the show to say thank you to everyone who sent us nice notes after our son was born yes thank you four months ago literally today he is four months yeah sebastian he's great he's a little rock star and i also want to say some thanks to you brendan for keeping this podcast stream alive these last four months with so much good content oh thank you very much thank you Yeah, and I just really hope everyone, all of our listeners, has found the Solving Gun series really valuable. I know I've watched Brendan work on it literally for years. Yes, I've watched me work on it for years as well. (laughs) And in true polylog fashion, you know, Solving Guns is really meant to provoke constructive dialogue. So we hope you'll talk to your family, you'll talk to your friends. You know, maybe you know someone who has a gun and it's not locked up. Maybe you should have that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Or about getting alternatives to guns or or looking at alternatives to guns. Yeah, maybe this is the time. Maybe you have somebody in your family who is thinking about getting a gun. And maybe you have a conversation about getting a security system. Exactly. There's so many things we can do to reduce gun violence. And starting that conversation is one, is the first step. It's all about the conversation. But speaking of news, let's talk about Polylog. What are we doing now, Brendan? Well, today, Sunday, July 17th, 2022, we are talking about Polylog 2.0. This is the new format that we had hinted at right before we disappeared from the airwaves. At least the both of us did. I disappeared. You disappeared before you disappeared. And Polylog 2.0 is a new format. It goes beyond the Sunday shows. There are other days of the week, y'all. Before, we were just too exhausted to really talk about the news, but we're looking forward to acknowledging the news that happens on the other days as well. And some of the inspiration of going beyond Sunday, and I think we mentioned this before before our break, mm-hmm. but we've covered so much from the Sunday morning shows. We've done midterm elections. We did a presidential election. You know, big legislative wins like Trump's tax cuts big legislative fails like Build Back Better. I mean, we have covered so many different kinds of stories. Including something called the global pandemic. Story that will not end. And so we are ready for something new. And we love lots of other different types of political journalism and lots of different topics that maybe aren't getting the focus that we think they should on the Sunday shows. So we are breaking out of that. So one of the things we're most proud of about Polylog is our timeliness every Monday for the last five years. And that's a lot of coverage of the Sunday news. And so what we're going to do now is we're going to focus on a particular theme. I 
personally am really inspired by the podcast show Slow Burn. So imagine Slow Burn, but specifically around political journalism. Brendan has never listened to an episode of Slow Burn, so also feel free to heckle him in email or Twitter to get on it. Indeed. And so when we talk about a theme, what we mean is we are going to release a series of episodes between four and eight episodes, depending. On the topic. On the topic. And each episode will be focused on that topic and a different facet of the topic as it intersects with political journalism. And beyond our excitement to get beyond the Sunday shows, we just want to be clear that, you know, we can't do a show anymore where all the production is in just one day. And that's how it used to be on the Sunday shows for all of those 260 episodes that came before this. Yeah, with our two very small children, we just don't have it in us. But we are ruthlessly... curious about the news and relentless about the news so we still want to talk about political journalism more broadly in a way that was sustainable for us but also reflective of kind of like what we text our friends and are constantly ranting and observing uh, to our favorite people exactly that article that went viral we have thoughts too that giant question you have about an ongoing political issue, like what what is really going on there? What's really driving this topic? Well, we want to dig into it deeper. And that's what we'll be doing for season one on, do you want to say it, Naomi? Drum roll, imagine drum roll right here. (laughs) The first season's gonna be on the Supreme Court. Yes. And so why the Supreme Court, Naomi? I don't feel like that's been in political yeah, news lately at all. it hasn't been very newsy at all while we've been gone. <laughs> it's been supremely sleepy. No? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So there's so much to say about the Supreme Court. Our season is not specifically about the news of the last four to six weeks, but it's about the institution overall. You know, Brendan and I, you might have surmised, are voracious media consumers, And there's just still so much we don't know about the Supreme Court. The two of us, we should say. Exactly. Not humankind. I mean, (laughs) also, yes. (laughs) I mean, we have a solid understanding of Congress, the executive branch, even kind of federal agencies that we have particular interest in. Like, you can know what's happening in there. Oh, yeah. But the Supreme Court can feel like a black box sometimes. Yeah, and it's sometimes really hard to get meaningful information about them outside of one particular story, whether it's an appointment or a certain decision and the headline and implications of that decision. But what about the institution itself? How is it actually run and what is really going on there? Why, and and the big question being, why doesn't our political journalism help better inform us? Absolutely. And there are certain times when I think that lack of information and that lack of awareness drives me crazy more than others in particular like when i'm voting i hate voting for judges obviously we don't vote for the supreme court but we do vote for depending on where you live other judges yeah and it's practically impossible to find any basic information even like how long they've been in office or what were they doing beforehand like it is so or even what they look like how about that (laughs) do we even know what they look like there's hardly ever a picture of these people it it shouldn't be like this it shouldn't be so hard and it's like it's truly kind of embarrassing if you think about it on like a big picture scale yeah 
And now, I know that lots of people feel that scrutiny and understanding of the Supreme Court beyond narrow political implications isn't that important. What does it matter, for example, if Justice Breyer was good at his job or bad at his job if he's never up for re-election? It's a lifetime appointment, right? You know, there's no sense of accountability, no real accountability that we have, no control that we have. But that way of thinking only benefits the powerful. And these justices, particularly these Supreme Court justices, are powerful, incredibly powerful. And power demands scrutiny. Just as it's vitally important to support journalists telling the truth about Putin in Russia, or about MBS in Saudi Arabia, or about President Xi in China, it's vitally important to analyze, to scrutinize, and yes, to criticize the work, whether it's good or bad, of the Supreme Court justices. It's not okay, for example, that they don't grant interviews. It's not okay that they don't have a real press office. And it's not okay that most incredibly informed political news junkies, like we're saying here, know less about the court than they know about people like Senator Tom Cotton. I mean, who cares about Tom Cotton? Some, but we don't need to know him better than we know the Supreme Court justices. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Absolutely. And there's data that shows this on a national level. According to Pew Research, the Supreme Court's favorability rating has declined 15% in the last three years. Yeah, actually, that was released back in February, and the support is only at 54% approval. Now, just in August 2020, which isn't that long ago, it was at 70% approval. So we've seen a dramatic drop in the Supreme Court's approval rating, a lot of that driven by Democrats. That's right. In fact, the majority of Democrats now view the Supreme Court unfavorably. And it goes to be said that politics plays a major role in how people see the Supreme Court, even though 84% of adults say that the Supreme Court justices should not bring their own political views into how they decide cases. And yet among these people, only 16% of adults think the Supreme Court justices are doing a good or excellent job of achieving that goal, of not bringing their political views into the fold. Yeah, so there's a lot of layers here. People are not liking the Supreme Court, it's hard to know about the Supreme Court. And, and they're dramatically changing how we live our lives immediately. So we're going to cover it. And we're going to look at a number of key areas. We're going to look at episodes you can expect to have on things like the appointment process. The legacy of the judges themselves. Like Breyer. <laughs> or in general, all of the judges. Yes, yes. <laughs> Also, where these judges are coming from, the pipeline of federal judges. And tied to that state and other courts as well, what we know and what we don't know about those. And also just kind of what goes on in there, how they write their opinions. The how whole timeline is the whole crazy. Thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yet so little of it is kind of surfaced for us to see and understand and, and watch for what's going on here. And true to our polylog roots, our goal is to look at how the news is covering it. Are they explaining it appropriately? What are the gaps in coverage? And how does this drive people's understanding? But if you have other questions, ideas, or things that are stumping you when you're looking at the news about the Supreme Court, 
please let us know. We are in active production right now for this new season, and we would love to gather you know, any interesting insight that you think would be worthy of the show. Yeah, or questions, right? Like Absolutely. we said, questions that you have. As Naomi likes to say, start with a question. Absolutely. Questions are always the best. And so when is this season hitting people's podcast streams? So mark your calendars. Labor Day, Monday, September 5th will be the first episode of Polylog 2.0. We need another name other than 2.0. We're working on that. We're workshopping <laughs> it as well. But for the new season, it comes out September 5th. And that's when the fall season kind of begins, right? I mean, that's the official end of summer, I think. Don't people say that? We live in a very warm place. It's pretty much summer. I know. It never well, ends here. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just that's why I'm asking. I don't have the answer to that. But I think people mark it as that date, right? Kids go back to school, all that stuff. So yeah, things yes. happen. Thing, thing, so things happen. And an one of those weekend. things will be us. The, the, the new season of Polylog. That's true. Until then, we are bookmarking links, reading studies. And in production. I mean, we are recording. We're doing We're all the work. We're genuinely recording. So... Please, please, please send us your thoughts on the Supreme Court. We would welcome it. And if you're itching for something until then, I'll give a free plug. They're not paying for this. Slow burn is a good way to get excited for Polylog 2.0. I will be among the people <laughs> listening to Slow Burn. <laughs> so you can follow along with me. So until September, this week and every week, we encourage you to make your dialogue count. And like we said at the beginning... This week's dialogue challenge or this episode's dialogue challenge. This summer, this year's dialogue challenge. Is to reflect on what dialogue you can have that can help reduce gun violence. In your own community, within your peers. Absolutely. As you said, Naomi, if people want to reach us, they should, and they can do so at podcast at polylog.com. They can follow me on Twitter at bstitle. You can follow me on Twitter at Naomi underscore. I promise I am back. And you can follow the show at PolyLogCast. Thanks, everyone. And we'll talk with you soon. Bye. Bye. Can't wait.